We should like go and like hang out with Todd. <laughs> what? It's Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Todd's even cooler than we thought. <laughs> Boys, I'm looking for a fella who goes by the name of Todd. <laughs> oh yeah. He's <laughs> cool. Todd would make like a good manager or something. Live from GetVocal.com, the 206 Geek Podcast. And now, here is your host, Todd, the 206 Geek. Yes, that is me, Todd, the 206 Geek. I am your host. Uh, this is, you know, I'm, I'm doing another live one here on Get Vocal. I, um, instead of doing my normal podcast record setup, because uh, I, I was hoping to get this guy that did the comic book, Hellbell and Slant 6, I, I I sent him the link and everything. Hopefully he pops in. I don't know if he will, but um, I have. There's a video here. I'm gonna play it here in a minute. It looks like he's only he's got nine backers so far, and he's got 29 days to go for his Kickstarter. I'll put the link in the chat room over on Get Vocal. Um, if you're not on Get Vocal, you're, if you're watching over on Twitter or on. Uh, the other streams they have, um, come over, go over to just go to stream.206geek.com. They'll bring you right over here to the chat room over on Get Vocal and watch it live here. Um, so I put the Kickstarter in the chat room. Check out, check out the uh, the Kickstarter if you're into into like horror comics. This this is probably a, a thing you might dig. So I'm gonna go ahead and hit play on this video. Hope make sure this is not a page that I have muted. I have most domains muted because uh, when I'm podcasting and I'm looking at stuff, I don't want random shit just kind of starting to play in the background. So here is uh, the trailer, I guess, for Hellbound Slant Six. <laughs> Hellbound Slant 6 is a hot rod heavy metal horror comic about a young woman battling demons in hell. Her weapons, a 12-gauge shotgun. Her trusty 1971 Panther Pink Dodge Demon. And her own rage. Danielle learns that her estranged mother is dying leaves her job as a roadie for a touring heavy metal festival to enter a race against time to get to her mother's side before it's too late. Well, it turns out the minions of Satan have other plans. Satan! Hellbound Slant 6 is planned as a four-issue miniseries. Uh, and the first issue is completely penciled, inked, colored, and ready for press. Hellbound Slant 6 is the kind of comic that combines uh, a lot of my favorite things. Uh, it's a horror comic, for one, which is just great i love horror comics i think they're the best uh comics actually you know what i just noticed that ken the guy who's who's in this video is in the chat room so i'm going to open up the uh the room ken and if you want to grab a spot you can once i open it up go ahead and grab one of those spots once it lets you and then we can talk about your comic this looks awesome by the way You may have to refresh the page if it's not giving you a the button to click. But now this, uh, I'm digging the, I'm digging the artwork here. Let's see what it says here. This is kind of a. Howdy. Ken. How's it going? Not too bad. Welcome. I'm glad you actually made it over here. Yeah, me too. Oh, Thank you so much for inviting me. No problem. Well, I, I actually, I only just started, I, I, I opened the link earlier, but I wanted to have like, like a fresh reaction to it when I was, when I was looking at it while I was doing the stream and I'm, I'm, I'm digging the artwork. Uh, is, are you the artist or are you the writer? I am, I am all of the above. I, I wrote it, drew it, lettered it, inked it, colored it. So thank you, I appreciate that, and I was happy to see that you were you were smiling and chuckling. It looked like at appropriate places as I was watching 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I, I like I said, I, I dig the artwork and the story sounds cool. So, I'm, I may actually have to become a backer. I don't know how much I'll be able to do, but I'll, I'll at least I'll, I'll put my, I'll put my, uh, what I can in there. So. Hey, every every little bit is is fantastic, and like just I mean, even sharing like what you're doing now and having me on and talking about it is is huge, and I, I really appreciate it. Um, I've never done any kind of crowdfunding before, so this is just like this is all new territory for me. Yeah, yeah, and actually, uh, get vocals a, a fantastic platform for doing these kinds of, of chats and stuff because um, it, it's uh, well. Anyways, I was on a, a show previous to me starting this stream, and I mentioned your 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 uh, your comic, and one of those guys might be popping in here in a little bit. And um, I'm because sh- he's he and myself are both metalheads. We both love heavy metal. He does a, yes. uh, a, re- a an online radio show, and uh, he did a show a couple nights ago where uh, he was playing tracks off of soundtracks, and he was having people listening in the chat room guess what the soundtrack was. The song came from nice. And he, was, he wasn't playing like songs that are like obvious. This is from X Y Z movie, but it was just like songs off that soundtrack to that movie and some of them i had no clue others are like oh i know this right away because i had this soundtrack right. kind of thing so hopefully he pops in and, and he can like ask you some uh, some questions but uh this looks really cool like i said um when you release the comic are you going to do it digital or are you going to do it like like a you know paper or what so the plan is to do both um like so i think my minimum con- uh, backer reward is 5 bucks for a digital comic um okay. and then for 10 bucks you get a, a, a print comic a physical comic um okay. and i know 10 bucks is a lot for a comic book um but you know it's a kickstarter <laughs> indie comic thing standard i think though isn't it i mean kickstarter you you're trying to to you know, get funding to, to do a mass printing, I'm assuming, and uh, and to be able to, to get it out there. So, yeah, 10 bucks isn't that bad right. considering it's an independent comic. So, yeah, that's exactly it. You're not just paying 10 bucks for a comic book, you're you're paying 10 bucks to help, you know, some guy <laughs> make a comic book, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm curious. You know, I, I love, I love, I love how you picked the muscle car because it was just, yeah, I just, that's what I was, I was, I was like, okay, that's awesome. It's a pink muscle car and it's called a demon. So that right there is like, okay, that's cool. Right. And it's actually interesting. So I had the idea for this. I mean, I've been basically sitting on this thing for like over 20 years. Um, oh shit. It's kind of embarrassing, but um, you know, no, you probably are trying to flush things out and I get that. Right. So, so my very first car was a, a Plymouth duster, which is a very similar car to the one in the, in here. And, yeah. and up until like last year, the, the car in the comic was a Plymouth duster, but there's a basically identical car called a demon. So there's a Plymouth duster and a Dodge demon, but they're essentially the same car. And I was like, it makes no sense for me not to make this a demon. Like, right. And so, uh, and, that's, and that's, I think originally the car was, was purple, but, that's perfect. but, and then I was like looking through the different colors that these cars came in and I was like, Panther pink is the perfect color for this car, for this character, right. for all of it. Let's see. Oh, movie Matthew likes to like give us random trivia things and tells us what's going on. That's cool. Oh, he's not even in the chat room anymore. He just typed those things in and bounced. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, that's like I said. I'm. I. So when when the, how long after, if this gets funded and everything, will people get their their uh, their comic? Uh, so I don't know exactly how long the printer that I'm using is going to take uh, to get them out. I did a test run uh, of about ten issues that I ordered. I think maybe about a week and a half ago. Uh, and the initial yeah. uh, response from the, the printer was that they were going to ship on February 27th. So I was anticipating, you know, just about a six week turnaround time on those. Uh, but then I got an email yesterday saying that they've already shipped. Um, so I'm going to say it could be, you know, eh, six to eight weeks seems reasonable. One or two months before the comic ship. That's not, that's not bad. I've actually, um, I backed a, I backed my only my second Kickstarter like in December, 
ever. I mean, my, my first Kickstarter I did was like six years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was for a local band in, in Kirkland, Washington. And then the one that I just did in December was from a, uh, a band uh, from L.A. Uh, uh, they are the, – the lead singer of the band is a, relatively speaking, famous voice actor. If you if you like cartoons and stuff and you like voice stuff, you might know who this dude is. Um, his name is Jess Harnell. The band is called Rock Sugar. Um, they're like a, a 80s metal um, mashup with 80s pop. Huh. Rock Sugar, and, you uh, said? F- Rock Sugar. Yeah, just do a search on Google for Rock Sugar Band. You'll find okay, them. Okay, cool. Uh, the, the, the lead singer is the voice of... of, uh, of uh, Wacko Warner, uh, okay. The animation. Yeah, and a bunch of other things. He was also like Ironhide in the, the Michael Bay Transformer movies. I was just showing him my cannons. Right, nice. So, yeah. yeah, I noticed Hulu has a yeah. uh, brand new Animaniacs. Yes, and he's in those. Right, yeah. you know they all came back. Well, the main three characters came back. The rest of the cast is they make a they make a brief appearance, but the actors who played those parts aren't in the the new series. Although. It, they get renewed. Everybody else will come back. I think is what I've I've nice. read or seen online. So, I know a couple of the voices were definitely familiar. Them. Like uh, I think the brain was still. I think I want to say Maurice Lamarche from. He's he's done a lot of Futurama. Like he was still the same. Oh yes, yeah. actually, all those guys were on. Free, uh, at some point, were on Futurama. But Maurice Lamarche plays like, uh, um, he's Kiff, right? And Zap Brannigan and Morbo. I think are the the three big ones that he right. does, and two other people do the rest of the right. cast. <laughs> yeah, like Billy West. Billy West does like seventy percent of the characters. Yeah, yeah. So you're you are a v- VO nerd. So that's oh man, awesome. absolutely. Uh, Futurama is probably Futurama and Avatar: The Last Airbender are tied for my two favorite shows of all time. Nice, nice. I uh, I the last time I went to Emerald City uh, was in twenty thirteen. And all of those guys were nice. there. And I did not get a chance to talk to Maurice, but I, I stood next to him for about five minutes as he was walking through the club. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to say something, but I didn't want to be that guy. He's like, hey, um, I asked you a question as he's trying to get through the convention right. to go to his next panel. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I got, I got, I got, I got uh, Jess Harnell to autograph a copy of Comic Book the Movie, which, if you've never seen it, it's, um, it's definitely it's definitely from the nerd perspective as far as like like large cons okay. go, and uh, it's 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 a movie that was written and in, in, in made by Mark Hamill. So everybody that's in that movie are all voice actors. So you, you would recognize their voices before you recognize their faces, unless of course you knew what they looked right. like. But yeah, and I think uh, I, I think I I, I yeah I I have. I have the autograph DVD, but I think I also bought it. I bought it on Amazon for, I don't think it was like four, five or six nice. bucks. Very so cool. it was, it was, and it was, I rewatched it recently and I started noticing like other people in the background. And there's a scene in that movie where they're at a party, like a kind of a release party for this movie that's, that's being made within the movie. And in the background, I see one of Jess' bandmates from his band just chilling in the, in the background. And I was like, holy shit, there's Chuck. You know? Nice. And so, you're saying that was Jess Harnell yeah. was in that band, Rock Sugar? Yeah, he's the lead okay, singer, cool. yeah. Yeah, because I see he's he yeah. was a producer on Comic Book, the movie. Nice. Yeah, yeah. He was, he, he played he played Ricky, Ricky the, the camera guy. He was basically like the stereotypical like surfer kind of dude from California. Is yeah, it's pretty nice. funny. But uh, so where did where did the idea for this comic come from? Was it like just kind of a random thing, or did something spark the 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 idea for it? So I, I like I said, uh, my my very first car was a, a Plymouth Duster, and I bought it from my aunt Joanne, and she sold it to me for like two hundred bucks, and it had a slant six engine, and I'm pretty sure that the memory that, that, that I have, or it might be a concoction of my imagination, who knows, but I feel like I remember her saying, uh, this slant six motor, you could drive it to hell and back. And then I was like, Hmm. Okay. So I started, the wheels kind of started turning and I was like, what if someone drove a slant six car to hell and back? Um, 
and that's so this Lamp Six motor in in these cars is like legendary for its sort of durability and and uh, seeming indestructibility. So that was right. that was essentially the basis for it. Nice. So the art style, um, is this something you've always drawn that way, or or is this like specific to this particular thing, or? Um, so, I mean, like the, the art, my art style is always, always changing and evolving. I think, um, anybody who's been looking at my stuff for a long time can definitely see that there are, you know, it's like, it's obviously mine because of certain aspects of it. Um, but I, right. I, I plan on uh, putting out on the campaign, the Kickstarter campaign, um, some shots that show like earlier versions of the pencils and inks compared to like the modern iteration. And I think it'll be quite clear that like, my art now is way better than it was 20 years ago, um, which is good, right? And normal right. to improve. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really go for any specific style. Well, I was, I was, I was asking, I was asking because it was like, is this like the style you do for everything, or was this like specific to this story that like I'm going to use this kind of these kind of the lines of these colors and this kind of aesthetic, or was yeah. That's kind of where I was. Yeah. So like line wise, I pretty much draw like that all the time. Um, uh, Color wise, I I definitely made intentional choices. And I think uh, that if I do go, go forward to make like the second and third and fourth issues, uh, I'm going to very heavily consider hiring someone else to color it for me. Um, Not because I don't enjoy coloring it just because it takes so long. Um, But I really, uh, did you ever read the, uh, the Hawkeye by Fraction and Aha with colors by Matt Hollingsworth. No, so the, no, the colors in that book are so amazing to me. Um, and it's just this, this really sort of kind of almost flat, almost uh, monochrome scenes with very muted uh, colors. There's, a, there's not a lot of bright colors and um, it's just gorgeous. And that was really what I was trying to em- emulate. Let me see if I can nice. find a link. I'm digging it. Was this like was this all done on paper and, and stuff, or was it digital? It was a combination. Oh, I was going to say because the 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 kind of the lens flare effect you have on the headlights, like that's that is, I was going to say that's really impressive because that <laughs> that's looks digital, real. Yeah, that's, I think that's that's a Photoshop <laughs> yeah. or Photoshop or Procreate, one of the two. Yeah. So uh, a lot of it is, I would, uh, it's hand-drawn to start with, not all of it, but most of it is hand-drawn. And then I, I'll take a photograph of it. And lately I've been using an iPad and then I'll ink it digitally and color it digitally. Um, And that's, yeah, that's kind of been my, my workflow lately with this, with this stuff. And 2020, interestingly enough, finally became the time where I actually got it done because uh, there was a lot of downtime in 2020. Right, so so being a uh, a comic book guy is not your day job, then I take no, it. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I mean, if if this takes off, that might be a possibility for. We'll you, see what right? happens. I mean, it's it's at the very least, it's I think going to remain a part of my life, um, just because I love it so much. Um, right. Yeah, I actually work at the state capitol campus as a carpenter. Okay. Okay. Boy, I bet things have been crazy down there. Absolutely huh? surreal. I, I mean, I've I've seen like, I saw like Como had like video of like the, the National Guard outside. I'm like, holy yeah. shit! These, oh my, I, I don't normally go political on this podcast, but oh my god, dude, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Right. No, it's, it's been, it's definitely surreal, I think is the description of it because, so we have two sides to our campus an East campus and a West campus and like the legislative building and stuff is on the West campus. And it's, you know, currently enclosed by cyclone fence. And we had to go through for like that week, the week of uh, Monday, January 11th specifically, because there was a, there was a a big threat related to that day specifically. Um, And then after the 6th of January, security got, escalated a lot we had i think 700 national guardsmen over 350 state troopers so i had to go through multiple 
uh, state patrol and national guard checkpoints through this fence just to get to the legislative building. It felt like being in like some kind of a conflict zone. It was, it was absolutely surreal. Right. I was just going to say, cause I mean, I mean, I've, I've worked in jobs where you had to have one of those little passes that has the little, the little, um, uh, the little magnetic thing in them that lets you buzz right, like an RFID in the, in the card. RF. I was trying to remember the damn name, yeah. but thank you, RFID. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, uh, and then having like that, like intensified, just to get to work because some random group of idiots. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's it's dude. been a very very unusual. I mean, it's been an unusual time for everybody this this year, right? Or last year now. Oh, man. Well, I mean, let's 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 be honest. Like the 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 first quarter of of twenty twenty one is just an extension of twenty twenty. Yeah, things yes, things see. don't appear to be settling down <laughs> yet. I don't think it's going to settle down anytime soon because it was. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 just it's just a a shit show piled on top of a dumpster fire with like you know. The, the real house of Atlanta and like, you know, just some random other stupid reality show with people who think they're famous, but right. aren't. So, yeah. So I just posted a link in, uh, in the chat there. See that, that is an example of the colors from the Hawkeye, uh, the Matt fraction, I think David, Umha, oh. uh, Hawkeye comic and Matt Hollingsworth did the colors and there's sort of this, this, uh, almost monochromatic theme that runs throughout the book. Like every page has like a color to it and it, yeah, it is yeah. just beautiful. I loved it so much. I wanted to try and emulate it. Um, I don't think I quite nailed it, but it's, it's, it's good. Cause you know, uh, imitation is a, is a sincere form of flattery. So I ended up with my own thing while trying to emulate someone else's thing. You know, this also reminds me of, and I'm not trying to say you're, you're like lifting things or anything like that. I'm just saying it, 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 it looks like it might have been like inspired by, or, or at the very least subconsciously kind of like, Oh, that's, that's cool. I like that kind of aesthetic is it reminds me of the max. Oh man. I love the max. Yeah. Sam yeah. Keith was great. I loved his so, work, especially drawn Wolverine and Marvel comics presents. Yeah. I, 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 I like comic book stuff. I haven't read a lot of comics, but I, I think I know what you're talking about. I've seen enough covers to kind of have an idea if it's very similar in, in art right. style and stuff. Yeah, just so, like, like, so picture the Max, except like it's Wolverine instead. That's pretty much okay. how Sam keeps through big, Wolverine. Yeah, like where Wolverine is like hunched over and he's got a, like a yep. cigar in his mouth. Is yeah, it's exactly that kind of stuff. Um, let me, let me see if I can right find a Sam Keith Wolverine here. Yeah, I, I'm I'm one of those I'm one of those nerds who who likes like the the uh, animated stuff and the uh, live uh -huh. action. Oh, stuff. I love that stuff too. I, I have read some comics just because I enjoyed the 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 other versions of the stories that so much that I I had to check out right. like the source. Like um, um, the Frank Miller um was it Dark Knight Absolutely. Returns? And oh, I I I I got a copy of that largely because I actually I think I'm one of five people that I know that actually enjoyed Batman v Superman okay. and Dawn of Justice. I know a lot of people don't like it because of like Batman's choices to use projectile right. weapons, but I. Loved it for what it was. It was like watching Arkham Knight with people. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how I looked at it. It was like, in fact, the best parts of that movie were all Ben Affleck. Everything else was like, okay, that's cool and all, but Ben Affleck is the bomb. I agree, is the man. Bat, he, was a great, he was a great Batman. Um, I, I think it's unfortunate that we're not going to see more Ben Affleck as Batman. We are. We are. Oh, are we? we? Are. He's coming. Yes, they just announced it like, gosh, like a month ago or maybe a couple weeks ago, that um, the uh, the Flash movie is, is essentially going to be okay. Flashpoint. So we're getting Ben Affleck and Michael. Oh, Keaton. nice. Yeah. 
Yes, and um, uh, who else is coming back? There's a bunch of other people, and uh, rumors rumors floating about of other people who've who've been the batter are going to be making appearances in the cool. movie as well. So I'm excited to to if that actually becomes a thing. If if COVID doesn't mutate and like start giving people like the arms of their side of their head like in Rick and Morty. You know, yeah. It's, I mean, it's uh, who knows, but, uh, who knows what the future is going to bring. But uh, I'm definitely excited about, and that the fact that you mentioned Flashpoint with, uh, you know, both uh, Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton there as Batman makes me think about the uh, the Doctor Strange multiverse of madness, where like Tobey Maguire and I think Andrew Garfield and like all of the Spider Mans are on board for this movie, and I'm like, it's like some Spider Verse yeah, yeah. stuff. I'm like, oh, this Alfred is awesome. Is. Like, hopefully they get a Miles Morales in there too. Molina is coming back as is Doc Ock. Um, Jamie Foxx is coming That's right, back. And I think Electro. Emma Stone's back too as as Gwen. That's oh, it's gonna be so yeah. good, dude. I, I I really I really hope they give us Spider Gwen with, so with Emma Stone. That would be so awesome. Spider Gwen deserves yeah. uh, some big screen so, time. Me. Yes. Ah, oh, there's CJ. Hop on CJ. I just opened it up. CJ, this is Ken. This is the guy who created the comic book that I talked about briefly okay. on your show. Howdy, CJ. What's going on, man? Well, we've been. Uh, I was welcoming to my show, but that's how fucking yeah. tired I am right now. I'm just so used to doing it. I've been, I've been. Todd tells, I'll tell you, I fucked my show up royally tonight. I was so tired. So, oh, it was not that bad. Uh, all right, I'll that out, yeah. dude. But uh, yeah, it's uh. We were just we were just talking about like the the uh, movies that are sp- supposed to be coming out, which will s- still remain to be seen. But like you know, the Flashpoint movie and the the uh, the next Spider Man movie essentially is going to be the uh, multiverse or the sp- into the yeah. Spider Verse live action. I was actually talking about that with Richie last night a little bit. I was telling him about the conversation you and I had about it last week. And all, and, uh, and he, yeah. he he was actually because I'm I'm of the opinion right now. Scrap that whole thing. Bring back Nafiero, Put Charlie Cox in the goddamn suit and just have a, a Spider-Man Daredevil Kingpin movie and fuck the rest of it. Honestly, is how I feel. But I'm I'm down with Charlie Cox remaining Daredevil for a while. Um, I, I, as far as I know, now that the non-competes over, he's going to be. So I mean, that's, yeah, that would that would be sweet. I, I think one of the yeah. biggest mistakes the MCU made was not incorporating the Netflix Marvel verse into the MCU more. Well, be I think I, there, there are a couple different reasons for that that I'm aware of. Number one, Netflix was pushing back a little bit, but also right. the guy that ran that at the time ran Marvel TV and Kevin Feige didn't like each other. Ah, gotcha. So they, they very much didn't like working yeah. together, whereas now I think Kevin Feige has control over everything. So as such, okay. um, as such, there's gonna be there's gonna be opportunity now to blend it all. Now I, I was under the impression that all the Netflix and non competes ended this year. I'm incorrect about that apparently. Okay. So so the Daredevil one ends this year, Jessica Jones ends this year, but um Luke Cage and um Iron Fist and Punisher are next year. Okay. So we don't, we can't, we can't get them until next year anyway. But, you know, but the argument that I was told was that, you know, and then Todd, you know this already because we talked about it last week, because apparently since Charlie Cox is definitely going to be in this next Spider Man one as maybe not as Daredevil, but definitely as Matt Murdock and as, as Peter's lawyer. That's, that's, awesome. going be, that's going to be the bridge into the fourth film that's already been apparently in, it's already been concreted from from behind the scenes so the fourth one's definitely going to happen and then that might be they didn't say what it's going to be about but that would allow for that bridge from charlie cox into you know as daredevil into the next one right you know we'll have to see i mean i all i know right now is i want charlie cox as daredevil with spider tom holland and spider-man and i want john barenthal as punisher standing next to deadpool those are the two pairings that i want (laughs) anything right now yeah, you, you can't you can't do Punisher without John Barenthal. I mean, actually, when they first announced, I was like, "Of course he's going to play Punisher because that's the character he basically plays." Well, along those same lines, man, it's it's going to be hard to, to to beat D'Onofrio as the kingpin at this point. He's so good, so like, good. Yeah, I, although you know, I, yeah. I I have to say, as far as Punishers yeah. go, I agree with you, Todd. John Barenthal is amazing, so I, I want that. But 
But Thomas Jane in his version was pretty fucking good. Yeah. I, I would love to see Thomas Jane have like some sort of cameo if they ever do any more uh uh any more of the movies with, with uh Berenthal. At least at least have him play like an older brother or yeah, something. No, I, you know? I hear you, yeah, absolutely. Or yeah. Older uh the other thing that I have always wanted to see, I don't think we're gonna get it though, is I, I want them to go back to Ghost Rider. Um, and I and I want the I want them to take the actor who played him on Shield because and and do that version of Ghost Rider. So not not the motorcycle Johnny Blaze. Do yeah. that version of Ghost Rider. And I I mean not that I mean against Johnny Blaze or the motorcycle. I, I love motorcycles, but I think I think doing that. Was, you know what? Honestly, dude, uh, the the first my only problem with that franchise, honestly, those two movies is that like by the end of the first Ghost Rider, he's like kind of come to terms with the fact that he is a Ghost Rider, and immediately at the beginning of the second one, he's like, "Fuck this thing, I don't want it." So, w what now? Yeah, exactly. What like happened? that that inconsistency. That kind. Of, you, Todd, you know. I mean, you've heard enough Podeskew, and you've heard Rico and I talk enough. You guys don't like any inconsistencies whatsoever. In fact, I listened to your WandaVision Wonder oh, Woman <laughs> uh, review, and I'm like, what the fuck? About what? Well, that's like as, as frustrating as when uh, yeah. at the end of the show Firefly, the Doc and River were part of the crew and part of the family, and then in the beginning of Serenity, Mel's like kicking them off the ship because he doesn't like them. I, was, I never watched, so I can't speak to that. What, what about the WandaVision? The WandaVision, though, Todd? What? guys were just like you were just absolutely shitting on wonder woman in general like the uh, more specifically patty jenkins like having only three quarters of a movie i took that, that back i blamed it on dc and not patty jenkins it, it, it did do that yeah it's, that is true but it was just like oh come on those movies i think i think the 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 thing that i was just I was just like, what? And I was I actually had to pause it for a second to kind of like, all right, okay. It's just an opinion. It's it's this is you know nerd rage, man, nerd rage. But uh geek rage, so geek rage, was, uh, so stay whole, like, stay on brand, man. Geek rage. Wow, nerd geek, it's it's they're they're <laughs> parallel to me. Um I mean they're they're two they're they're no, two I, yeah, sides to the same brand, coin. Branding, my friend, no branding. Yeah, true. Very true. I've always thought as nerds as being kind of the the hardware, like science side of of things, and geeks were the 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 uh, you know the fans and the people who like geeks the pop get laid. Nerds don't. That's the difference. I think your assessment, Todd, is uh you know pretty accurate. Yeah, I I know I I actually agree. But yeah, that's it was... not necessarily true, CJ. They do. Played if you go to conventions with Fair the party. There's, there's crossover, of course. There's like you said, they're they're parallel. Well, what was the? There was a point. There was a thing that you said you had yeah. to pause. I want to hear that. I have to. I think the the last part of the, the the tail end of the movie was like it didn't feel right to you for some reason. I think you guys were missing kind of the overall. Oh, the other thing, I was, yeah, the overall kind of feel was it was, um. I think what it was is the whole Steve Trevor thing. Why why they brought him back or why they were doing this to quantum. I didn't, I didn't like how they how brought the the, the 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 mechanic they used to bring him back. I had no problem with them bringing Steve Trevor back if they had a way to do it that was a little more you know feasible. Yeah, less less comedy and in or or like daytime. Hey, like I, I no, I I would have been okay. Like I think I even said on the episode, I was like, if the, if if she had somehow found a way to use the um the Genesis pool thing from Superman or something to bring him back that yeah, way. I would have been yeah. more okay with that than the quantum leap. I made a wish on a stone like that. I had, you know, well, and the other thing is like, I think the whole, the whole, the whole thing with the movie was like, um, is everybody, everybody has something that they wish they could change or they would, they would, they would wish for. And that was the whole point of the movie. And at the end, when she was talking, she wasn't talking to him specifically. She was talking to oh, people I know that. watching. I know that. People listening. Yeah. No, I'm aware. Of that. I, I just, it just, it, it, it just, yeah. I don't know. The, the, the third, the last third of the movie fell a little flat for me. That's all it was. And, and then the last third of the first one fell, fell a lot pretty flat for me, too. 
you know, I, I thought I thought the first two thirds were great. And and I and I did and yes, I did say about Patty Jenkins, but I did actually take that back because it's really more of a DC thing than a Patty Jenkins thing. Yeah, yeah, I do remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, what? No, no I think she's a great. I think oh, she, no. On. That's the other thing, though. I mean, you can think a director's a great director and they can still make bad movies. Like, I mean, like I, I mean, Scorsese's done it a handful of times, you know. So, like, and he's a great director. Let's be real about it. So, yeah, Ridley Scott's made some of my favorite movies yeah. of all time, but he's also made some uh, absolute stinkers. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, all director, you know, like they're all going to make bad you know, bad movies, you know, like, and, and, and then sometimes you got bad directors that make great movies. Look at half of Kevin's collection. So there you go. You know, I don't know. I actually, I, I like all of the movies up to the point. Actually, Red, Red State's one of my films. favorite films that he made. I love Red State. Red State, Red State's one of those. It was, it was at the beginning. It was kind of hard to watch because it was it just, it, it, if it, 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 it was one of those movies that you felt like you had to take a shower afterwards. It was just kind of cringy all the way through. And, uh, but the, there were parts of that movie that I absolutely loved. Like the fact that the neighbors down the street that absolutely hate the, the, the cult had had the presence of mind to hook up. To the thing. It sounds like the horns of... of... To, that, to that horn... That was good. That was good. No, I, I, I just overall thought of it. I just overall thought it was pretty good. Ken, you're standing the whole time. That's got to be uncomfortable, my friend. I'm sorry. No, it's actually great, man. I got, I got a seat here. I can pull up if I want to sit down. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. But uh. So. So tell, tell, CJ yeah, tell about the book. I'm sorry about yeah. your comic. Yeah, no worries, man. Uh, so uh, this is a comic that I drew, uh, initially over 20 years ago, and. Just, you know, sat on it uh, for way too long. And finally, uh, last year, 2020, I had a little more downtime than I'm used to. So I had the chance to actually finish it. Uh, and now I'm uh, now I'm launching a crowdfunding campaign. The goal is to print 100 issues or 100, uh, you know, number ones of this comic. So I'm trying to raise uh, $1,500 to make it happen. And uh, then hopefully move forward and do the, uh, the, the second, third and fourth issues which will wrap everything up. It's a self-contained story, four-issue story. Um, it's about a girl. She, she drives her, uh, her Dodge Demon, her 1971 Dodge Demon, uh, into hell, fights a bunch of demons. Turns out that uh, uh, you don't learn this in the first issue, but in the, in the second and, and third issues, that uh, the devil himself has basically pulled her into hell because she's got an object that, that he's seeking, and there's, there's been uh, kind of a coup d'etat. And uh, another fallen angel has has seized the throne from Satan, and Satan's trying to get the throne back. And and Danielle basically uh, helps him take the throne back in exchange for him letting her go back to the mortal plane. Nice. Where she can, you know, uh, reunite with her mother, um, and her mother is at the edge of death. That's pretty okay. That's, that sounds interesting. I I, I want to read that honestly for sure. I um I was Todd Todd uh, I didn't show it on 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 Potescue, but. This is the um, the Ashcans for the two. Com- I know you can't really see them; it's a little dark. But oh, let me see if I get. Let me. Actually, your monitor is reflecting in the glass. And that's that's making it hard to see. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to see if I can fix that for you. Hold on. See if that'll make it any better. Probably not. But unfortunately, that's where the camera is, so I can't do much about it. But Turn I don't your know how to off. do that. I think. Well, let me. See. Yeah, oh, it's a laptop, isn't it? Did that work? No, no, that's worse. <laughs> yeah, so hold it, hold it right, uh, right in front of your face. No, 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 I didn't work. Well, I, I thought I'd try anyway. It's uh, she sent me the the ash cans for it. Um, so it's uh, or I think what is she, no, not I forget what she called them. There, there's a name for it though, but they're they're like smaller versions of the actual bigger book. But oh, uh, right, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember the term for it either. Um, but the cool thing about it is she, the, the main character can control music. And so, and what she somehow found a way to do was work QR codes into the, uh, the comic book. So when you're, when you're reading the book, you scan the QR code and it plays the song you're supposed to be hearing that he's controlling while you're reading this, that passage or that page. 
and like at one point in like the third issue because i have i have th- those are the little the little things but i actually have the full three issues um you go to a concert and there's a full six minute song that you can just you just qr code and sit back while you're looking at this giant splash page it's really kind of neat so oh nice that's awesome yeah yeah yeah. so but we're all about comic book i mean you know todd will tell you from i know you you're just meeting us but potterskew we're all about supporting indie art indie art and indie stuff like that so you know re, you know that's awesome that sounds super cool though the way they incorporated the qr codes that's like true multimedia stuff there yeah yeah i think that's what she was going for yeah yeah absolutely that's awesome I didn't do anything quite that cool. <laughs> no, no, and that, that doesn't make that doesn't make yours better or, or or you know worse than hers or or worse than hers anyway or anything like that. It's just it's just something like you said, something neat that she came up with an idea for. I remember the right, first yeah. time I read the book, she because she didn't warn me about it, and she sent me she sent us a digital copy to review for the show. She's like, "I'm gonna send you a copy. Would you review it on the show?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we'll do that. We're open to doing stuff like that. If you know, depend you know." The problem, the thing you have to be aware of, and and Todd yeah. will tell you better than anybody. Rico and I are pretty fucking brutal, brutally honest. So if we don't like it, we won't give it a good. Like we're not gonna just sit there and like, just because you asked us to give it a review, yeah. say it's an amazing book if we think it's a flaming piece of crap. You know what I mean? Like that's that's right. The, totally. the fuck out of it. And that's um, and that's like you know like re Patty Jenkins earlier. If you're gonna if you're gonna be in the business of making things and trying to get people to give you money for them, you got to develop a, a thick skin or a GTFO. You know, for sure. For sure. And then yeah. and the, same th- and the same thing here. Like, I mean, look, yeah, we can sit here and rip on a book or a movie or something, but then we have like 20 listeners. I'm like, motherfucker. You know, like, so <laughs> right. I, you know, I, I get it. You know, so it's, it, you know, um, but yeah, so she, she sent us the book and didn't warn me about the QR codes at all. So like, I see this QR code and because I guess we're just all trained at this point in our lives. Oh, QR code, whip out your phone. I did that. <laughs> and she starts playing music, you know, you know, um, <laughs> Oh that, yeah, of course. Give me some evil uh, that was like a great, uh, pleasant surprise while you were reading the book. That's cool, yeah, right? I have, I have a QR code reader. I can start. Yeah, see, Todd, can at this point now, knowing QR you, I don't CJ. think I would ever scan on any QR code you send me for that reason. Um, <laughs> especially after the picture Mark sent earlier. If you looked at it, that Kermit picture. That wasn't. You see, that wasn't that bad. It was. It was. It was kind of gross, but it was. It was like, oh my god. So basically, what the photo was that he's talking about. Car- uh, Mark posted a link to a puppet of Kermit the Frog with his his Kermit hands gripping with your hand in the pose. So it looked like he was expanding his asshole the- to some like ridiculous healing size. Yeah. This was like a goat thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was exactly like Goat Seek, <laughs> except nice. it was Kermit the that's Frog. Funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, yeah. Ken, that's spot on. Oh, my God. I haven't thought we were, we were talking about we were replacing, we were replacing um, famous actors in movies with Muppets. Nice. That's what we were doing on Podeskew this week, um, on the Get Vocal version, anyway. Because um, the show is a little more little more uh, streamlined. The Get Vocal just, we come in with a topic, and then it just goes to hell. That's typically, right. but yeah. Yeah. I, I I had some things I was going to talk about usually on here, but the conversation is all over the place, which I don't have a problem with. I never do because <clears> they're yeah. always entertaining to listen to. Like earlier, we were talking about you know cartoons and voice actors and stuff, and I was talking like this guy's not going to know who Jess Harnell is, and he's not going to know who Billy West is, and you're like, oh yeah, that's Billy West. Like, well, you you know our uh, you know our <laughs> yeah, friend so, um, yeah. Sam. Uh, the the five hundred section. They just they just interviewed the most re- the the guy who's currently doing Porky Pig. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. So that went well. Yeah, yeah. Cool the guy. interview went well. Sam said it was amazing. He had so much fun talking to guy, and he hung out and talked to him for a while, like after too. And so, yeah. at one point on Facebook, I had friended a bunch of like voice actors. Like Bob Bob Bergen was actually one of the first people that actually said, "Yeah, I'll I'll add you," and he he he's one one of the few that stuck stuck around even though after he probably saw a bunch of my posts and realized that I'm I'm an emotional mess. But uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I I was also friends with um, Townsend Coleman, who was if you guys know who the know who that is he was the voice of the you did tick, tell me about that yeah the original voice of the tick and and he was also michelangelo nice. on the original ninja turtles cartoon and uh i was also friends with uh 
with um oh shit of course I'm drawing a blank on that dude's name uh R Robbie Wrist Robbie Wrist and um I don't know how old Ken is but CJ might yeah. recognize the name he was he was the actor who played cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch but he was also the voice of Michelangelo on the original the live, live action, action movie movies. or the, the animated show. See, okay. The okay. live action movie. The the animated show was Townsend right, Coleman, right, right. which is the other guy that I friended. So both Michelangelo is on my friends list. And uh, Robbie Robbie is is um he's a rock and roll guy. And and there was a couple times where he was on a rant not just a I don't like these guys it was a full on I fucking hate this band if you like them whatever that's fine I fucking hate them and uh, and I've never ever met a person in my life ever to say that about the oh, I, I was not a fan until I ever. saw Across the Universe actually now, yeah, that's, that's a great you, like, how many songs you but, didn't even he, realize were the Beatles that you loved that's that's well that was part i mean that was certainly part of it ken yeah for sure right. i i think i also think that having um i i also think it, it was a it, for whatever reason it was hearing these songs in a different way that made me want to go back and hear the originals and then that kind of was like okay these aren't as bad as i thought they were or right. as, you know whatever like like i like i um Oh Christ! Why am I blanking on the name of it? Todd will tell you. I've I've been struggling on my show all night. But there was um, uh, how well do you know the movie? You both of you. I've seen it a couple times. It's it's been years. It's been a decade since I've seen it. There, there's the there's the sequence where they're in the bowling alley. I've just found a girl. I think is the name of the song. Okay. And and I was like okay. And then and then also like Blackbird. Blackbird was one I wasn't real familiar with until I heard until I heard the version of Blackbird and that man. I was like oh I need to go back and check this out because the only thing I'd known up to that point because I was I was ironically I was a Harrison fan. Like that concert for George I saw right when it came out and I fucking love that concert. I still have it, you know. Right. But and then but I heard uh, so the only one thing I really knew was like here comes the sun and then the typical stuff, you know, like you know. Right. Um, you know, like the, because there's definitely, you know, uh, Todd knows I get into this debate with people, or I get very passionate about. The, the, they say there's these two errors of Metallica. Well, that may be, but there's definitely two errors of the Beatles. You've got the, like the boy band era, and then you got where they went all hippie, and you get yeah, things. totally. I mean, there's, there's, I think it's classically like known that the, there was Beatles before drugs, and there's Beatles after drugs. Right, exactly. Right. Exactly. And, it's, and that's what I'm saying. And and I tend to lean yeah. more towards yeah. musically speaking, Beatles after the drugs, like totally. I and Walrus, and and you know, Here Comes the Sun, and Blackbird, and stuff like that. You know, whereas I'm not as much into. It's not that I don't like the other ones. They just they just don't hit me as much. I guess is the word for it. But so. I think this is the song you're thinking of, and I'm only going to play a yeah. short clip of it because I don't. Oh, I have it. Like, I just don't have it up in front of me. So yeah, shut down. Let's see if I can get this to play. Anybody going to listen? No, it's, to I can hear it, but that's not story. it. That's faster than that. No, it's it, it, it's it's real upbeat from the jump. Todd, it's it's real fancy beat. It's it's not that. Okay. Uh, I, I, hold on, I'm pulling. Up, I'm pulling up my. I won't play it, but I'm pulling up my music. If I if I see it, I'll I'll know. I can I'll say it without actually, you know, playing it for you. But um, or maybe like okay. you said, I'll play like ten seconds of it or whatever. But hold on. When you have seven almost seventeen thousand songs to scroll through, it takes a minute. <laughs> Well, I, I, I love it too, but I just didn't feel like <laughs> doing that. Um, okay, here we are. Do, 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 do. Oh, here we are. I've just seen a face. Here. Okay. So that one. That, oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. One. So that was yeah, one of the yeah. first ones I heard in the show, in the movie. And I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute. I think I need to check this out again. You know, and it, and, and it's a slightly different version of the song. No, no, it's, it's about the same pace. The it just has a different thing. thing. Yeah, yeah it, it's more of a duet in the mu in the in the musical and in the song. It's it's just Paul. I'm pretty certain. 
So it, it's not, but with this, you got to do that because at one yeah. point it's Jim Sturgis and then you get his, um, as Jude. And then you get her brother who I forget the character's name currently, but like the guy that ends up being drafted off into to Vietnam. He, he sings it for a little bit too right, yeah. about somebody else. I think he's talking about a different girl in the bowling alley or something, but like they end up doing it almost like a duet. So it gives it a different feel. And then I've always been a fan of come together. So hearing Joe Cocker's version of it was like, all right, I want to check that out. You know? Um, so. Yeah. So Ken, what, what other fandoms are you into? Oh man. I'm, I'm into so pretty much into? all of it. Uh, Science fiction, big science fiction geek, uh, fantasy, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Star Trek, you know, Futurama, as we said earlier, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Um, what do you, what do you, uh, I, I love comic books. I'll, I'll never stop reading nice. comics. I'll never stop playing D&D. Ken, what's your thoughts on the uh, for real on the the it's been delayed now because of COVID, but the Avatar live action is coming to Netflix. Oh man, so uh, I guess I would I'd like to think that I have kind of a unique perspective on adaptations and stuff like that. Um, okay. In that, so the 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 ultimate form of Avatar: The Last Airbender already exists. It's already out there. It's already a finished, completed work. It's perfect uh, in every way. No hyperbole. Uh, so anything that comes after is like, just, uh, it's just extra. It doesn't diminish that original work at all. Um, I, I think I watched the, the M night Shyamalan film. I think I got 15 minutes into it. I, was just, I, was like, I have to disagree with you. Done. I can't watch this. Yeah. That, okay. that, I, I sat through the whole thing and it's, Oh my God. I'm sorry. Um, not only did I know I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll do one better. I not only did I sit through it. I, I broke my own rule. I bought it before I saw it. Right. And, and I, I typically don't do that. Oh, I typically will no. have to see it before I'll buy it. But right. I was, I, I was like, you can, I'm, I, I, I have great love for that, for that, that show, the original series, right? Like I, I've watched right. it multiple times. I own it on Blu-ray. I stream it whenever I get bored. And and conversely, I like Cora too. I know a lot of people are sometimes anti Cora if they're. Oh, they're I, I love Cora. Yeah, but but um, I I so I I was like, all right, what is, I I I know M Night's a great director. I think this will be fine, whatever. And I bought the film, and the first time she called him Ong, I was like, oh no. And it yeah, did. so for me, it wasn't just Ong. It, no, it was the Avatar, and I was like, yeah, are oh, you? It, it was all of it. Yeah, but that was this the, the tip of the iceberg, and it just went. It just kept, I mean, no pun intended yeah. considering they find him in an iceberg, but it just kind of went, you know, like. Right. I I think I tried watching that movie and I just like, okay. And I, I've never actually seen the cartoon. So I really need to actually go back and watch the cartoon to kind of like as a palate cleanser for that movie. Because I don't remember much of the movie. I just remember right. it was like there was a bald kid with a weird tattoo. Um and there was like this gigantic dog. It's actually a bison. Air bison. Yeah. It looks like a giant dog. He's dope. You know. Oh, yeah. Abba, uh, uh, although, 